and record on our live custom streaming service. Oh, right. go. good deal. Man, that was crazy. I am so glad that we're on now. We got five people watching a little bit early, which is great. And here we are. We are alive. That is so awesome. Let's see. Kramer said hi to me. Will said hello. Kramer said hi. James Cahoon is in there. Had fun today, Sean. Looking forward to Wednesday. And Jim from Care PP is here. Excellent. We had a little bit of a technical issue and we got it fixed way before seven o'clock. So I'm so, so happy. Welcome, everybody. My name is Sean Sel Simons. This is PPG Grandpa's Paramotor Podcast, Clear Prop TV. If you want to listen to us check out paratalk.org this is all part part of the nonprofit run into the sky.org all right let's say hello to everybody first of all my name is sean simons ppg grandpa i run paramotor arkansas and the nonprofit run into the sky.org you can find me at ppggrandpa.com and i fly paramotors Com. I'm still a little bit under the weather from last Monday. If you notice that last Monday I was under the weather, well, it's still here, but I'm almost feeling better. So let's go ahead and say hello to Will Fly from WillFlyPPG.com. I am so glad you made it. Where are you? Where are you right now? And where are you at? Because this looks really cool, man. So I'm in my van in a parking lot at a uh, Cracker Barrel restaurant in Wissville, Virginia. I don't. I think it's Wissville, Weissville, something like that. So if you're in the area, stop by, toot your horn. And oh, <laughs> that's awesome. Toot your horn at Will Fly. Now, you yeah. do a lot of really cool videos. You love to fly. You travel all over the place to different uh, fly-ins. And you just been to where? Where was this last fly-in that you went to? I went to Purdens, which is uh, in Portsmouth, Ohio, near Cincinnati. And man, if you haven't been to Purden's flying, you're just doing yourself a disservice. You got to go. I, I guarantee if you go once, you'll like make it a regular. It's just it was an awesome, awesome event. And I'm really, really super jealous because. I... Wait a minute. There you go. Can you hear me now? There we yep. go. Yeah, <laughs> a bit of an issue. Um, yeah, I really am jealous. I really wanted to go this year. However, with me being under the weather, how rude would it be for me to go there and go, hello? <laughs> yeah, get everybody sick. <laughs> make everybody sick. So I will be there next year for sure. So I'm so glad that you made it. You had a good time, Will. And uh, you did just the tip, what, 11 or 15? Yeah, the 12.0 will be next. So stay tuned. Excellent. YouTube, um, find me on YouTube. Just search for Will Fly or online at uh, willflyppg.com. Dot com. I love it. Well, thank you, Will. Good to see that you are here. Tonight, we're going to be interviewing Butch Fly. Is he a cousin of yours, Will? Yeah, cousin-ish something, something. We haven't figured it out yet. That is yeah. so Cool. That is so cool. We'll definitely need to talk about that um, as we get into the interview. Uh, let's go ahead and uh, run over to Jim. Jim from Canada. I went to Canada and guess what? I checked it out. His money does smell like maple syrup. Jim, welcome to the show. Glad you made it here, buddy. <laughs> Thank you very much. Now you, now you, now you run what carepp.com, which is care printing and publishing over in Canada. You are one of our sp official sponsors. You help us with stickers, you help us with so many other things behind the scenes that people don't know about. Tell us a little bit about your company. And I hear that PPG grandpa gives you 10% off. Tell us about that too. 
You betcha. If you want some printing done, I do custom printing for businesses uh, or individuals. And if you mention PPG Grandpa, then you can get 10% off whatever you order. And I actually, just as a mention on a side note for careppg.com, which is my YouTube channel for paramotor shenanigans, I got, I'm offering people, anybody who subscribes for the next, until I get to 1500 subscribers, I got a Dudek t-shirt, promo starter shirt. It's beautiful. It's very nice and soft. And I'm going to be giving that away. Well, that's awesome. So you're saying that everybody that subscribes gets a, gets a, a brand new t-shirt. That's pretty awesome. Or did I hear Ooh, that? Did I say that? <laughs> did, I, did I hear that wrong? Tell, you tell did indeed. Oh, wow, man. Okay, well, I take that back. I mean, uh, I will give one t-shirt, this exact t-shirt that's in the back, the XXL, I'll give this one to one of the subscribers. How does that work? Are you going to spin a wheel or how do, how do we know if we win or not? I am going to spin a, a wheel with a bunch of numbers and then I'm going to choose whichever one that corresponds to in the in the subscribers excellent all right well make sure you run over to careppg.com and then subscribe hit that bell notification because you might be winning a free t-shirt from jim that has maple syrup smelling money <laughs> that's awesome awesome thank you so much buddy we also got our very own linda anderson with her palm 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 palms Oh, I forgot my pom-poms. Welcome, everybody. Hi, chatters out there. Thanks for joining us tonight on Monday night. Happy Labor Day to y'all. Glad you're all staying safe. And uh, yeah, we're going to have a cool show tonight, which fly is our guest, our super duper guest. And uh, <laughs> we're looking forward to talking to him tonight. And uh, if you want to be a guest on our show, like Butch Fly right here, just get up with me on my Facebook at ProwerMomUSA.com. Well, that's my email, which takes you to my Facebook. So I said it backwards. One day I'll get it, you know, I'll get it right. But, you know, you know the drill. So if y'all want to be on on, our, on my show, uh, if you want to be on the show, just uh, let me know. DM me and say, hey, I want to be on PPG Grandpa's show. Yes. Hook me Absolutely. up and I'll take care of you. So absolutely. There you go. Thank you. So Linda, not only is she like our PR here on the show, but she actually also um, works for us at Run to the Sky, the nonprofit. She's also our PR girl over there. Will Fly actually is our treasurer. So he takes care of us in the background on things that you guys don't even know about. So thank you very much for everybody that works and does things in the background that nobody knows about. You know, definitely paramotor props to you. You guys are amazing. Tonight is not about me. It's not about the panel tonight. It's all about Butch Fly. He came, he comes to us from Alabama. He's our first candidate for Running to the Sky nonprofit. The nonprofit is to help disabled people and disabled veterans learn how to fly, get them adaptive flying machines, and get them up in the air for training. It's absolutely amazing. Butch Fly, welcome to the show, man. Hello, hello. Thank you very much for having me on. Absolutely. I'm loving your shirt. It looks kind of like mine. I got PPG Grandpa on mine. You got Butch Fly. This is pretty cool, man. We're yes, Twinkies. So. We're Twinkies, yeah. man. 
<laughs> so that's one of the things that we that we do for our uh, our disabled veterans or disabled people that run through Run to the Sky. We get them really cool stuff. We're able to house them. We're able to feed them. We're able to take care of them as long as they're here. Get them up in the sky if they need adaptive uh, uh, paramotors and stuff. We get them that stuff too, and we do everything we possibly can. So check out runintothesky.org. If you're able to help us out with anything at all, um, please let us know what you can help us out with any donations or any uh, tangible things. You know, if you got something that can help us out, please help us out. So welcome, Butch Fly, man. Good to see you, buddy. Um, I think a lot of people know you already. Everybody knows Butch Fly. Am I right or am I right? Well, that's awesome. I'm <laughs> glad to have everybody know me. <laughs> <laughs> so you come to us from Alabama and you've really been wanting to fly for a long time. You got up with me. We told you about the program. You came over here and here you are. Not only are you able to run to the sky, but now you're able to roll into the sky with the new trike. Tell us a bit about um, your training, your paramotor, and all the fun experiences that you've had since you've been to run to the sky nonprofit. Well, I looked at a lot of videos or watched three years of weird videos and then I called you and you got me over here on April the 1st. That was, you know, so I thought it was an April Fool's gag there for a minute i was like no way they're gonna do all this and there's no way there's got to be something to it but no you actually did everything you handled everything for me i mean you've housed me you've clothed me you've done it all you know and trained me very safely very safe uh, you're a great instructor and i appreciate it and so i decided i wanted to come up here move up here and give back so now i'm here um doing what i can excellent so um as we're doing this interview remember how i showed you how to uh play videos go ahead and share that video and we'll go ahead and continue this uh interview that way people can see what you're doing so as he's figuring out how to do a, a shared video he came to us he started off uh wanting to foot launch so he foot launched a couple of times but his disabilities which we're going to talk about in a little bit uh, made it really really difficult but man i tell you what he really wanted this uh he was not going to let anything stop him from doing this at all and he foot launched a couple of times and he's like sean my i don't think this is going to work my back really really hurts because of my disabilities so what we did is um we got him a calibre trike it's a light trike that actually bolted onto his foot launch machine, which is a power to fly. It's an Atom 80. We bolted that on, and then he transitioned from foot launch to trike. And I think that was a pretty easy transition. However, we're going to find out from him and the horse's mouth. Yes, I'm calling you horse. Nope, you hit <laughs> the wrong one. You could now go over to your my first hey. boss. All right, go ahead and hit play. There you go. So he came over here and we gave him a, uh, a a Mac, a laptop. So we have something to use to, to do stuff, right? We got him a GoPro. We got him all this stuff. And uh, Butch, tell us a little bit about what are we watching on the screen right now, buddy? Uh, this is my very first trike solo. I'm on the Calibre. Did everything just like you told me to do. and. Now, this is my first solo. 
I, I see a bunch of blur stuff. Is that just uh do that popped up on yeah, your GoPro? Do. Yeah, it's a little bit of do that flung up on the camera. It'll clear out in just a few minutes or in just a minute. Hang on, just a second. So as we're climbing up here, just so everybody knows, this is the LZ, right? So we have a, a, a new LZ. If you've been following the Run to the Sky, our channel and our Facebook page, we went from just nothing to having an LZ to building a school. Tomorrow we're going to um, electrify it. So it's electric, boogie, wiggy woogie. And uh, <laughs> off to the left-hand side of the screen, you're going to see this blank just dirt it looks like there's nothing there and that is where we actually were able to build the school so lots of props lots of paramotor props to chris uh he's the guy that um is helping us put this all together he uh he uh moved all the way over here from a different state to buy this to help us do this and also to be a student so chris out there i know that you listen to this Thank you so much for everything you do, everything you do for the sport, everything you've done for our run to the sky. Uh, we definitely would not have been able to do this without you. So um, paramotor props to you. So Butch, this looks really amazing. How did this feel when you took your first flight on your trike? Now, obviously, you've been flying foot launch for, for a while, but this is the trike. How did this feel as far as sitting down and be able to just roll yourself into the sky? At first, it was a little bit intimidating, but after I got up there, I was like, man, why the heck have I been doing this since the beginning? <laughs> this is so much easier. It's so nice. I love it. I love it. And I think everybody should do this. <laughs> to what, me, was intimidating? Huh? what was intimidating? The wheels. After doing the foot launch, I was a little bit intimidated because of the wheels, but after I got up in that, you know, after I got on it, I was like, oh, it's actually easier. You know, I thought it was going to be a lot harder steering it around and controlling the wing. But no, it was a lot easier. So it's really easy because if the wind is coming from the opposite direction, you just drive to the other side of the field, turn around, <laughs> set it up and take off. I mean, if you uh, if you didn't have the wheels, you'd have to hump that thing on your back all the way over to the other side of the field, set up everything and then foot launch. So yeah. what's the difference between foot launch and wheel launch, in your opinion? Uh, it's a lot easier on my back and a lot easier on my knees especially the landing part the so landing so much easier on the wheels it was, it was just easier not near as much pressure on the back you know you don't have to load it up and run take off running you know it was just so much easier for me I know there's a lot of people out there that are like, you know, I am not disabled. I'm not an old man. I'm going to foot launch as long as I can. And I agree. Foot launch is fun. You don't have to, uh, you don't have to have a, a long um, uh, runway. But, you know, if you're at a fly-in, obviously, if you don't mind, you know, humping your your paramotor all the way across or, or moving everything over this one, you just put your wing in your lap, you drive where you need to go. You get up, you set up your wing and everything and you fly. Is that me flying down there on the bottom? Uh, yep. right or that's left? You. Yes, sir. That's you. 
Excellent. So we're actually able to go up and fly together. How cool was that, man? That's awesome. <laughs> so did you use the Atom 80 for, for the trike too? Yes. That's yeah, cool. I just bolt it right on there. It's pretty, pretty simple. So, so how do you put a foot launch on a light trike like this, Butch? Uh, it The power to fly frame just slides right in there. You got two pins in the bottom. You got two little arms on the side that screw into the side of your, you know, your foot launch. And I had a couple pieces of Velcro just for safety, you know, and I love it. The Calibre is, I love it. So during the day when it's like too rough to fly, you can just use that as a three-wheeler and drive around and have fun during the day, right? Yep, you can kite around all day long. <laughs> so, so how, so how was that as far as you know, just driving around like it's a three-wheeler? That's pretty fun, <laughs> especially with the big old knobby tires on there. The Calibre got them big old knobby tires, so it's pretty comfortable. You know. I'm sure a lot of people are wondering how long did it take for you to go from you know being a disabled person, and we're going to get into your disabilities in just a moment. How long did it take for you to go from zero to hero and be able to fly? How many how many days did it take? Um, how long did it take? Did you have any breaks in between? I know that you went back to Alabama and you came back a couple times. So how long did it take for you to be able to fly? Uh, it was around six weeks. Six weeks all together with all the time in between or that, six weeks since you, we, when you were here? Yep. That was six weeks from the very first day I, we talked to I was up in the sky. So was, I know, so I know that a lot of people think, Hey, you know, a lot of these places um, you can go to, and they say, you know, in three days you kite and the fourth and fifth day you go flight. And within a week you have like 10 or 20 flights. Um, what do you think about that as far as um, what to expect as a brand new person uh, going to a school and learning how to fly? It's each person is, I believe, is different. You know, it's according to your learning curve and what you feel comfortable with. Now, yeah, I was I probably could have got up and, uh, you know, I probably could have flown one week after taking my first lesson, but I really wasn't comfortable. I wanted to learn more and I wanted to know, you know, I wanted to know a lot more. I didn't want to get up there and freak out. You know, I didn't want to scare myself out of the sport. And you were very patient and you told me, hey, you go up when you feel ready. You know, and I like that. Exactly. So we follow the USPPA syllabus and um, we practice kiting. And once the U once the PPG-1 is complete, then you continue to kite the wing. And when you feel comfortable, you say, Sean, I think I'm ready to go take my first solo. Right. There's no yeah. pressure. I'm not saying you get, you're going to go fly tomorrow when you don't feel ready. You know, um, when you're like, hey, you know what? I know how to kite this wing. I know what's going to go on. We've done the towing. We've done the practices. We've done the simulations and I'm ready. Right. So you didn't feel pressured in to go fly. Correct. No, you've always told me, even after I started flying, 
you don't have to fly. You know, you understand you don't have to fly today. If you don't feel it, don't do it. And I like that because you were, you know, looking out for my safety. And that's why, you know, why I called you because I, you know, you were one of the safest constructors around. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. So um, let's go ahead and, and talk with Will real quick. Um, when you trained to fly, how long did it take for you to go from zero to taking your first solo? Do you remember that by any chance, Will? Uh, yeah, that my training was a little bit uh, like not training. Um, so I did uh, a couple of toes. And then after that, I basically got in the air on the first try. And uh, the, I did a total of six flights that, well, five flights that day in a crash. Sounds like a movie, doesn't it? Five flights in a crash. Yeah, <laughs> it sure does. Yeah, so um, it, I, I basically started my training when I, I got, because I, I wasn't going to, I was going to just not do the sport. But when I decided to do it, I, I said, I'm going to kite this wing and kite this wing and kite this wing until I feel at one with that freaking wing. So I did 70 hours worth of kiting before uh, I hooked back up with my instructor. And uh, yeah, I mean, you pretty much said it. Kiting is the key, right? So yep. I, I did have a question about the Calibri trike. Um, okay. it, it looks like it looks like Jane, you're having to but you're having it looks like you're having to reach the pet reach for the pedals is that actually adjustable yeah it is and i'm so short that i've already got it adjusted all the way in okay I need to put another hole in there it needs one more hole in, it, and then it will be perfect for me but right now i'm stretching out just a little bit to get my feet up on the pegs yeah so sean what's the what would be a comfortable position there i mean what are you looking for just like a slight bend in the knees or yeah, we definitely look for a little bit slight bend in the knees. Um, we also, um, after this flight, we put some of that uh, tape on the uh, the feet. And I can't remember the tape. What was that tape that we put? Some It was like grip tape. Sand, was it grip tape. Yeah. yeah, so we've got the grip, grip tape. tape. And um, just like the Kangook Basic and the Kangook uh, from um, uh, the, uh, yeah, from... Um, who who does that who does the kangook basic i guess kangook right yeah so yeah. yeah so um uh they have a um what do you call that um i'm kind of lost at words right now because i was just watching the video yeah the, yeah the, so they're a little strap that comes up underneath your heels so you can kind of rest your heels on it and we're going to be putting that on there too he's been doing so well on this and uh and flying without any issues so we haven't really done anything because he can just take off and fly he actually looks like a pretty darn good uh, professional i mean his wing comes up perfect he goes and just takes off like he's been doing this his entire life well look at your last name obviously uh, i've got a great teacher great instructor so he's been yeah. doing really well and another thing too we got other uh, trikes over there uh, so he's been trying different trikes. He uh, tried the Kangook. We got another trike. We got the, uh, well, actually, we got a couple of trikes that he's um, played with. And uh, so he's had experience with different trikes 
And uh, we're even going to try to get another um, trike and another uh, frame to put on it that's different from the Clearbray, so we can go and fly that one too. So, uh, Butch, do you feel comfortable tr tr trying different trikes and different wings? Yeah. I mean, you've been doing this for so long. It's like it seems like you have no problem with different trikes and different wings. No, I like trying different things. You know, I don't want to get comfortable. I, I like being able to try different things. That way I can, I don't know, I just like trying different stuff, see what feels more comfortable, what I like better. You know, I know that I love the Calibre. You know, I can't wait to try the Kangoo. I can't, I can't wait. <laughs> Yeah, there's we we had, we have a dumb, uh, a bunch of different trikes, a bunch of different motors that um, he can try anytime that he wants to. I think that you um, had a couple of wings, right? So you had the Dudex Solo. Yep. Um, you've been flying the uh, uh, the Apco Charisma, and that's an A wing. So uh, and you've kited what seven different types of wings, right? Everything from the Gin okay. to the Ozone. So you've tried many different wings as far as kiting too. And what do you think that you like the best so far? I even done the Dominator. Uh, the <laughs> Spider. Uh, right. The Roadster. Yeah, the Roadster. The Gen Vantage. Yep, the Gen Vantage, the Soul Flexus. The Soul Flexus, right, from Kangook America, yeah. I really so. love the Apco Charisma. That's just because I learned on it. I think that's why I was, it's kind of still my favorite because that's what I learned on. And I understand it so much better because I kited with it for hours upon hours upon hours upon hours. <laughs> well, that's, a, that's something that's interesting too. Before you flew the first time, how many hours of kiting did you have before you took your first solo? I don't even know. I know there for about five days straight we was going from daylight to dark every day 12 13 hours or more a day i know i spent more time in your floor than i did in the bed at night cramping up you know rolling around on the floor cramping up <laughs> I, I had i had to take this guy out of the field uh physically because he would not give up um, this, this guy, his motto, just like, you know, everybody else that loves to fly is never give up, you know, and he didn't give up to the point that he was cramping, you know, he was out there too long in the sun. He was getting too much sun. I have to go out there physically, lift him up, bring him back over to the shade and say, drink some water and chill out. One more. I can do it one more time. Ow, 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 hang on, ow. <laughs> Let me do it one more time. <laughs> I never seen anybody so determined and he would not let anything get in his way. He never gave up. And, and he is one of the best pilots that I've seen in such a short time. I mean, my goodness, you know, it's just amazing how little bit of time it took for you to become such an amazing pilot. Um, so let's go ahead and talk a little bit about your disabilities. And I think that we talked about this before, maybe online, but I can't remember. So, um, one of your disabilities is, well, you're missing a bunch of organs and parts of your body and stuff. You've been hit by cars, run over, re-ran over, burnt, 
um, explosions, all sorts of stuff happen to you. Uh, let's go ahead and go through some of them because I'm sure people are like, whoa, 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 what? Let me, let, me, let, me, let me go ahead and listen to this now because this is going to be crazy. Go ahead and help us out and, and, and figure out what makes um, Butch Fly disabled and, oh my gosh, how you overcame your disabilities. Uh, I got ran over by a car when I was six years old. And he ran over me, backed up over me, and ran over me again. My sister was beating on the window, telling me to stop. Well, he was drunk, and it was in Florida, so he thought he had ran over a dog. So he was trying to put the dog out of his misery, and he backed up over and ran over me again. Yeah. Well, it crushed all my intestines. My spleen got crushed. You know, they they pronounced me dead like three times, you know, and, but I was a fighter and I kept coming through it. So they took most of my intestines, large intestines, a little over half my small intestines, little over half my stomach. Uh, I don't have a spleen, so I have no way of fighting an infection. Um, and have several problems growing up with that. And then when I turned 18, I decided I was going to get a motorcycle. Well, then I had a bad motorcycle wreck, shattered two vertebrae in the back of my neck. And I got over that. And then I was working. I going to work one morning. I had a mobile home, a double wide mobile home, land on top of my car, decapitated my car. The only thing that saved me was I dove for the passenger side floorboard before that messed up my lower back. So somebody was towing a mobile home they moved over crossed the yellow line decapitated your car you barely made that one out with your life yep and messed yep. up messed up your neck and stuff too yep well hopefully that was it i hope there was no explosions or anything no, oh no. oops, uh, oops. Okay. <laughs> yeah i was working in a restaurant and a guy was painting poles and they ended up bringing gas into a restaurant with open flames and it got blew up and I'm sitting there holding a gas jug with two gallons of gas in it that just blew up in my hand. You know, so I had like 74% of my left side of my body was crispy, you know, and it still turns kind of blue when I get cold. Dang, man. I am <laughs> yeah. so glad you are here. So now you're taking a landing on your first uh, flight amazing landing and unbelievable you did so well on that first flight as you can see you can go to you can find him on butch fly on youtube he only has 35 subscribers guys if you're able to go over and subscribe to him hit that bell notification he is going to be able to post a bunch of stuff for you so definitely uh check that out butch thank you so much for sharing all that um it's 728 does anybody have any questions for jim on the panel or on the super chat other than oh my god how in the world are you alive <laughs> um i'm glad that you are alive and i'm glad that you're here i'm glad that you're able to to fly with us and amazing that your name is butch fly obviously you've been wanting to fly for a while have you not oh yes Yes, three years I've been watching this and praying and hoping and praying and thank you for making it all come through. So uh, let me ask everybody. So let me ask you this. 
Okay, so you've been watching hundreds of thousands of videos for three years, right? You've been watching, you've been learning, you've been cramming, you know, information. When you came over here the first day, did any of that transfer over to actual training and learning how to fly? It actually came up to about this much. <laughs> None. All those videos, it just... They ain't showing you any of the bad stuff. They're all showing you all the good stuff. You know, they're not showing you the hard parts. You know, you, they make it look so easy. Oh, just grab the wing and kite it up. No, you'll forget your left from your right. <laughs> There's a lot to it. You, you don't the micro the the, the micrometeorology, the weather. Yeah, exactly. The, yeah. There's a lot of stuff that nobody ever tells you about that. They just get on there and fly around and make it look so cool and so fun. And it's like, oh, man, I can do that. That's no problem. Yeah, it's about like having a leaf blower on your back. That's what it looks like. Oh, it's just like a leaf blower and a wing. Yeah, that's be simple. No, it's not. It's completely different. So I, so I, so we all know that people look at things online and like, oh, my gosh, I can learn from YouTube. Um what do you think, I know that you're shaking your head already, no, but as far as things that you see on YouTube that transfer over, do you think that you're being, do you think that you could be safe as far as like learning off of YouTube opposed to going to a trainer? What do you think? I mean, your, your personal view, because you went from three years of watching to training. What was the difference? Uh, a, quite a bit of difference. Uh, to me, if you learn by watching YouTube videos and you go out and buy thousands of dollars of equipment and then try to get out in your backyard and run up into the air, yeah, you probably could fly, but you'll probably scare yourself right out of sport. And then you'll be taking a big old loss from trying to sell your equipment. Now, I know that you've asked different uh, uh groups out there too before you came here what is the best motor for me what would be the best wing and i'm sure that people probably told you your best motor out there in the best wing so what did they mostly talk about as far as like the best motor and the best wing everybody said get a most 185 most 185 always it's better to have the power and not need it than need it not have it. and if i would have got a most 185 i would still probably be stuck on the ground because i couldn't pick it up i mean it i had to go through you know it took me a couple of weeks of working out to get the adamadia <laughs> and it's now, got plenty of power more than enough for me in adam 80 so that's like a weed eater right and 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 how <laughs> much do you weigh how much do you weigh butch i weigh 130 so you weigh 130 and you're you have a, a most uh, an Adam 80 on your back. Now let me ask you this: When you throttled up to take your throat to to go, how much throttle? Since you have zero to hundred percent, when you got up in the air, how much did you use? I mean, oh, on 50%. An Adam 80, fifty percent, fifty percent to get off the ground. Did you use any more than that, or just fifty percent? Uh, I used about 50% to get off the ground. And then once I got up, the most I ever used was like 60 or 65. I never went full throttle until I got on the trike. When I got on the trike, that's the first time I ever used the Adam 80 full throttle. 
and that's just until I get taxing. And then I usually roll off and about 70% gets me up into the air with the trike. So you're saying, because I also at big grandpa, you know, 240 pounds ish, I fly an Adam 80 also. Um, you're saying that everyone said for you to get a most 25. And if you, let me ask you this, if you got a most ready five, let's say that you got it on a trike, how much do you think that you'd even use on a Moster 185? Uh, I couldn't even tell you. I don't think I would go over halfway ever. You know, I'm not into the acro. So that's the only thing I could see you needing that power for would be for the acro. And I just like getting up there and enjoying the view and talking to God. That's what I do when I'm flying around. I just sit up there and thank God for letting me enjoy the view. You know, exactly. I'm blessed to be up there. I'm blessed to be here. You know. Exactly. Adam 80 is amazing. I use it for my, my big old self. I think, Will Fly, you start off as an Adam 80 also too, right? Is that correct? I did, yeah. And everyone's on a different journey, you know what I mean? So one motor is not going to cover it for one pilot. Whereas the other pilot, it's just, it's personal choice. You know, um, I love the Adam. I just wanted a little more power, you know, and, uh, the Moster is just, just been an awesome, it's an awesome experience The you know, transferring from one to the other. I am tempted though, to, uh, try an Adam 80 again. You know, I do miss the fuel economy and <laughs> and the lightness. <clears throat> so, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, the, there is some truth to the fact that power can, you know, save you sometimes. But if you don't put yourself in a situation where that's necessary, like I did, yeah, it wouldn't have been, uh, it's not going to be an issue. Exactly. So, so someone really like, like Will... Like, about the you know putting the Adam 80 on the trike that's really impressive yeah and also too you know uh, will fly started the Adam 80 he moved up to most 25 because that's what he wanted to do and he likes it so you know and will fly you know, or a butch fly I guess your cousins or something you know you decided that the Adam 80 is for you you barely roll more than 50 percent when you go for foot launch you know 100 percent when you take off and you roll off of it uh when you're flying you know, um, I like, I start off with the Moster 185 uh, and now I think I like the Adam 80 better because I like how light it is on my back and I can fly up to 18,000 feet with a, with a, with a cylinder head. That's about that big, you know, about <laughs> the size of a 50 cent piece, 80 cc's. It's amazing what these things can do. Um, Scuba Steve just joined us. Scuba Steve, what do you Man, I got to tell you, I, there's a few things I learned today because you know, when I when I went through my training, I trained on the Adam 80, much like Butch did, but we always had win. And number two, the Adam 80 seems to be a lot lighter than the most of 185. So I I was able to take off with nil wind, no problem. Today was a nil wind day, and I struggle. I I mean, well, just to test before I even tried to take off, I threw on my harness, just a regular kiting harness. Pulled the wing up, beautiful, all the way halfway across the field. I said, okay, I'm good. Tried to take the wing off, and it wasn't happening. I mean, 
the the problem with the field this morning is there's a lot of rotor. It's a small field and there's a lot of rotor coming off the tree. So every time I would get to a certain point, my wing would blow off to the left. It was like coming off the tree, hitting it. So I gave up on that. So I said, okay, I'm going to fly this evening, sunset. And we went over by um, the fort. And same thing. Well, this time it wasn't because of that. It was because I was running and the field had a lot of divots in it. So I was going up and down as I'm running. It just, it didn't work out. I, I just realized that I'm really out of shape and it takes a lot more effort on a 185 than it does with an 80, I think, um, as far as how hard you have to run on Neil wind that way. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. So you're saying that it's easier to take off a Neil wind on an 80 than it because is on it's a lighter. 185. And I think it's because it's lighter and Maybe I was more in shape back then. Now I realize I'm really out of shape because I that I'm so tired. You have after this morning, I had to come home and take a nap. So I got up for sunset and still, you know, after two tries, I was like, I'm done, man. Obviously, something don't want me to fly today. I'm done. So I let the guy that was with me fly who had an electric paramotor, which was cool to watch him. He was flying really low. I don't I'm not comfortable flying at 25 feet. The entire time but okay my experience is different uh, that's why i wanted the mo another reason i wanted the mosters because i spent less time on the ground running did you see how many birds oh my gosh and it was that apparently somebody told us that the birds were going after the seagulls were going after the dragonflies okay that's fine so we moved to a different part there was no birds after being in a different part for about five minutes all the birds came again but he was able to take off without hitting any birds thank god and i i was just like i'm just gonna watch him because i'm beat so yeah so very interesting night. <laughs> very interesting um real quick scuba um how long did it take for you to kite your wing ground handling before you took your first flight Ooh, that's unfair um no no i mean just you know kind of Kind of just, you know, understand the entire time that you were kiting and stuff. I mean, it may have taken you months, but about how many hours do you think over those months did it take for you to be able to kite? And how many months did it take for you to start to take it? I was only in, at Kylo Glaze for seven days total. Out of those seven days, recording days were, were for those days were actual training days. So I had four days. So I think that Jim is having some issues real quick. Um, so so he's put on mute. He's going to figure out that one. Can you say that real quick again, Scuba? I, I think so. I was I was at Kylo Glee's place for seven days. Um, the first couple of days was all kiting. Um, then we had a rain day. The next day, I think you know we did all the school training and all that on one of the rain days. Um, went back, kited some more, and then the very next day, which I think was the fourth or fifth day, was my first flight, or kind of my – I flew like 30 feet right into the ground because I jumped in my seat too quick. But then the next day after that, I got my first flight in, and it was amazing. And then the very next day, we went to a mini fly-in, and that was a that was like my best flight. That's when I got to fly with Bill H. and and all and Travis and all them guys. So I'm not sure how Kyle does it. Do you have to buy your own gear or does he let you use his gear? He lets you use his gear. And I've, I felt really bad because of that first 
takeoff I did, I jumped in my seat. Now, I mean, I chipped maybe a half an inch off the edge of the prop and I was beating. He's like, don't beat yourself up, dude. You didn't even make it to the bucket of shame. Apparently he has a bucket of shame when, you know, you break a prop really bad. So I, I just, I was like, I shouldn't have gotten the seat that early. It was almost like I got scooped up. So I did adjust the leg straps better to give me a little more slack. Um, apparently it was so tight that when it did start to lift me, it just scooped me up on my seat and I just went right into the ground. So the next time when I went up, I actually had to pop up in the seat a little bit, but it worked out. Okay. That, that's really interesting. Now, let me ask you this. Mm -hmm. When did you start training and how many months has it been and how many flights have you had so far? Today would have been flight number 10. I've had nine flights. Um, some of those have been, you know, over two hour long flights, but uh, it, May, huh? it was May the 4th of 2022. So it's been a year and a few months. So you've been, you went to class for a week. Um, you trained, you got gear, you had a whole year to fly if you wanted to, and you got 10 flights in. Now the gear, the gear I bought after I came back from training, don't get me wrong. I did not buy my gear before I got training. I knew that was the wrong thing to do because I needed to know what size wing I would need what size motor I was going to need. And I knew the Adam 80 just wasn't cutting it for my weight. I, I literally had to run halfway across the field before it got me in the air. And even if I think the highest I got was three or 400 feet and it didn't, I knew I needed a 185. I didn't realize that the weight difference, it, just, it seems like the 185 is a lot heavier than the 80. I, I don't know, but that, it sure does feel that way. <laughs> yeah. It is a lot heavier. Okay. Yeah, I, I felt that, especially today, man, because I haven't been doing a lot of physical activity because I work in my freaking chair. So I need to get some more physical exercise in, obviously. Okay. So I, I just wanted to mention to people out there that may think, okay, I'm going to go to a class. I'm going to spend, you know, seven to 10 days there. I'm going to get 20 or 30 flights under my belt. And then I'm going to be flying as much as I can for the year and have, you know, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of flights, hundreds and thousands of hours, whatever case may be. Scuba Steve, you know, it took uh, a year, you got 10 flights. Me, I kited for five months before I took my first flight. Butch, he had 30 or 40 hours of kiting before he took his, took his first flight. Everybody takes different times, different uh, weather, different everything. So there's no specific time. If somebody thinks that they're going to go to class and get hundreds of flights, you know, within right. their first month after taking classes... Unless you Everybody's live on different. the beach and you have no job and you got lots of money coming in, that may not happen. Um, so, Will, how long did it how many flights were you, did you get in? I mean, what was it for you as far as when you first started flying? When I first started flying, I flew every single flyable day there was for probably the first two years. So um, I, I averaged, I guess, to about 250 flights a year. So, uh, yeah, I mean... I, I had it bad. I just like I had a <laughs> LZ close to me and I was always looking and itching to, to fly. Uh, I learned a lot, though, doing it that way. Your first year, especially, um, it's real, real. 
it's real tempting to just like look at the ground winds and say, yeah, I think I'm going to fly. I think I'm going to fly and not pay attention to any of the, uh, you know, other weather conditions. So I probably took some risks that I shouldn't have, but uh, I survived. And um, I learned a lesson that you got to, uh, someone said micromanage the weather, but you really do have to pay attention to those fine details. And uh, I will say everything. that. Yeah, do everything that that you did when you were in training. If you do it the same way and you carry it forward in your flying career, you're going to be fine. It's when you step outside the box and try to experiment, you know, or push the envelope a little bit further than you should uh, that you can get in trouble. Yeah, I mean, I'll agree with what Sean said, because the the other guys that were there with me training, that was their third. They were coming from Vegas to Louisiana, and that was their third or fourth time there. They had been training for quite a while, and they still weren't in the air. Nobody picks this up at the same rate as everybody else. It's always – there's always going to be, you know, somebody that does it faster. And, and it, if, if it takes you three years to learn it, then take three years. You know, wait until you feel safe before you try to take your first flight, that's for sure. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Are you saying that you should feel safe and confident in your kiting before you take your first solo? Or should you, you should just go out there and do it regardless because you got a time thing in your mind that says, I'm going to fly in three days, period, no matter what. What do you think about that? I, I that is definitely wrong. You, you, I don't care. It, you know, people think, oh, well, I paid this much money for training. I better get in the air before I leave there. That It's not up to your trainer to, to, you know, make sure you get in the air. That's all on you. You learn at your own pace. It, he can't, you know, make you do. He can only tell you what you need to do. Whether you fall through with it or not is, is a whole nother story. So, yeah, I no, there's no go, go, go in this sport or shouldn't be. Um, so yeah, I think everybody learns at their own pace and why would you try to push yourself to get in the air when, if you're not ready, it's only going to end up in you getting hurt or hurting somebody yep. else. Yep. What do you think, Will, about that? You think that, you know, in your mind, when you go to class, you're just like, look, I know in three days I'm going to be up in the air and I'm going to push myself no matter what. I'm going to do it. Even if I'm not ready, even if I don't have the skills, I'm going to do it. And if you don't do it, you're like, ah, get upset. I mean, what do you think, Will? I mean, how do you feel about that? I mean, you know, everyone is slightly different. But then again, it's amazing how similar we are as you know as a community you know the our personalities and stuff we all kind of the pattern that i see is people you know, when they first get in the sport they're like i just want to get up and fly and tool around and relax you know and then before you know it they're pushing the envelope a little bit and wanting to get a little spicier and a different wing and try this and try that but at the end of the day um it's it's real easy to get caught up in all that and not realize that it really is the journey that matters not a destination i mean we all know where we're going to end up at the end so it's just like it's so it all for me it's uh, i have to do all i can to remember to just take enjoy the process you know i don't have to do uh, a barrel roll if i don't want to i don't have to do wing overs if i don't want to i mean the the person that i should be comparing myself to the most is myself and and yeah, I mean, some guys will go out. I don't know if you remember Montana, uh, Sean, 
you remember Montana? It was his first fly-in going to uh, Bad Apples. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, that guy, I mean, that, it's ridiculous. I mean, he has really freaking prog- progressed, you know, and uh, maybe a little too fast. I, but I can't really judge, you know. Um, he's doing sats and and uh, he's he's just doing it all. Uh, but good for him. But that's his journey. You know, I, I'm not going to compare myself to him because that's where he is. So uh, it, it just it, it, back to what initially attracted me to this sport is that I can make it as safe as I wanted to or as dangerous as I wanted to, you know. And if your goal is to just get in the air and fly and experience what it's like to do that, there's nothing like flying a paramotor, in my opinion. Other than, you know, the only thing that would come close to that, well, I guess, or even slightly better would be free flight. You yes. know, did y'all talk about the incident that happened at Purdens? Yes, what, no, we didn't happened? talk about it. What happened? I didn't see it, but apparently, oh, uh, somebody that did see it, uh, basically collided. Yeah, somebody was coming into land, and the person that was taking off didn't check which you should always check the sky, especially at a fly-in, but you should always check the sky. So he went to take off as somebody else was coming in to land and they collided um, and got wrapped up. Now, luckily they weren't, they were maybe 10 feet off the ground. So nobody Five got feet. hurt, but huh? Five, Five feet? feet off the ground and nobody yeah. got hurt. There you go. But, so, yeah. but there was a lot of damage to the- <laughs> I bet. <laughs> oh man. Exactly. Okay, so the question is, who's got the right of way? The person taking off or the person landing? Person landing. Ooh, that's a good question. The person in the air. Yeah, the one coming in should have the right of way. Yeah. Yeah. The one on the ground should be looking and paying attention. Yeah, so if you're at a fly-in, there's a lot of... uh, a lot of people that like to do a foot drag on the LZ while people are trying to launch and land and causes a lot of confusion. But what I suggest is to get out of your seat as soon as you can. And that kind of that kind of tells everyone, hey, this guy's for sure landing. Um, it's just kind of a, a good a good sign or good, you know. Uh, exactly. Whatever. Exactly. Even if you normally come in with your, you know, sitting down and you come in and you do a foot drag and stuff at a, at a fly-in. So people know that you're landing, get out of your seat and hang, you know, maybe uncomfortable because you haven't done it in years. Right. But when I'm at a fly-in, I hang and I look around, I'm still, I still have power going and I'm looking around to make sure that nobody is going to do anything. And I see that the air bosses see me too. So they're waving me in. And I'm just hanging like I'm a new student and I come in for a landing and I have no problem. Great. Yeah, if there's You're people what? walking on the field, like when I'm coming in to land at a fly-in, I'll just yell out because they can hear you. Just say landing. So they, they know to turn around to watch out. So they don't just all of a sudden walk across your path as you're landing. <laughs> and I've okay. Seen so if you are... Hunting. If you're like you're setting up your wing or you're going out to set up your wing or something and you see someone coming in to land, stop. Just just stop, you know, and let them, you know, if they can't predict, they can't predict what you're going to do or they might not be. They might not have the skills that that another pilot has or whatever. So if you just kind of stop, then that kind of takes you out of the equation, you know. So anyways, uh, exactly. but I did want to. 
I did want to give a shout out to uh, Kenneth Kidwell. I got to meet him at uh, Purden's. Really nice guy. And uh, uh, Dave Ruff, I hear I hear Dave Ruff was there. I'm not really sure. I didn't get a chance to see him. David Wolf was there and <laughs> had a good time. Yep. Nice pick of you guys. I saw that on Facebook. Yep. I was like, oh, there's double trouble. Yeah, and Two Feet in a Heartbeat was there. I don't think we got to meet, though, which is unfortunate. <laughs> So what is this Grandpa Butch Fly? What is these shirts y'all are sporting now? What the heck? So this is our run into the sky. We have our very own name on their, our paramotor uh, shirt. All of our run to the sky candidates get these shirts. They're really awesome. So when we go to a flying and you see someone with a shirt like this, this has been a run into the sky. It's a nonprofit. And these are specific for us and our nonprofit. You see us? You see us? Say hi to us. Butch is our first um, candidate for our nonprofit. And he flies a power to fly on a Calibre trike. And um, he does absolutely amazing on it. Those are some sharp looking shirts. Yeah, man. they're they're it's pretty cool looking shirts. Yeah, it's, got, it, it's got that certain Star Trek type, you know, I don't know. It just kind of looks cool. It does. It's awesome. You should see the tights that uh, go with it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't see that. <laughs> the Star Trek, Star Trek tights is freaking awesome. I'm telling you. <laughs> Oh my so, God. Dave said something in the chat. Uh, that? Dave Ruff says, uh, we were talking about flying. He says, and people taking off, get up and get out. And no one gives a darn about, you know, the fact you can do a foot drag or hard turn or whatever. Exactly. Exactly. And, and you know, we go to a flying not to show off our skills because everybody already can, can go to your channel. They know that you're a skilled pilot. They know you can do wing overs and sats and foot drags. But at a flying, we want to get up, go someplace, go do that, come back and then talk to people, you know, and, and network and meet all of the people that we've seen on YouTube and Facebook. And that's what we want to do. So it's always yeah. good to go to a fly-in. Even if you don't fly yet, it's great to go to these fly-ins and meet up with people that you've seen so far. You know, yep. you've seen, you've seen on the internet. Thanks to the guy that tried to fly with me tonight because... He, he literally was beating himself up. He's like, man, I shouldn't have took off. I should have stayed on the ground and helped you get in the air. And I was like, no, dude, I told he's got electric paramotor. And the sun, it was about to be sunset. And I'm like, dude, go, go. Don't wait on me. So I let him go. And I, I you know, after multiple attempts, I said, I'm done. So I, I just, I'm glad that he at least tried to help me, but there was no help. <laughs> there was no help tonight. Exactly. You're like I am over this today. I, I was beat. I'm beat, man. I'm gonna sleep so hard tonight. It's like I've been swimming all day. <laughs> That's awesome. And it does take a lot out of you when you when you fly. Um, speaking about fly, butch fly, got another question for you. So flying is not that difficult, right? You can get up, you turn right, you pull right, you turn right, you pull left, you turn left, you come in, you flare, you land right so why do people go to school for such a long time what are some of the things that you learned in class that nobody teaches you on youtube have you heard of winds aloft no you know how fast are winds going up there didn't right? know about shear winds the winds aloft the micro weather the man there's a lot to it the lee side of a mountain and you know the rotor there's a lot to do there's a lot 
of stuff that they don't tell you on YouTube. Exactly. You know about uh, 1-800-WX-BRIEF. You know how to go to sectional charts to see if you can fly there. You know the different apps that you can look at to see your winds aloft because it may look great up there. It may feel great here, but if you go up there, you could end up with some wind shear. You can end I've up never, in some bumps. I've never heard anybody talk about airspace on any YouTube video. They don't tell you G-E-A. They don't, nobody says anything about that. They just get up there and fly around. That's all they do. And then they edit the videos, take all the bad stuff out and put all the good stuff in. And there you go. Exactly. So let me ask you a question. All right. Let's say that you get up with your friends and you all want to go up and fly. Right. But you want to fly and see the sunrise. So a half an hour before sunrise, you get on your strobes, you put on your strobes and strobes should be seen how far? Three miles. Three miles. Right. So you need to be able to see the strobes for three miles a half an hour before the sunrise. So let's say that you all go up in the air and you get up to 2,000 feet and you're watching the sunrise. Is that legal or illegal? Do what now? So let's say that everybody goes up to 2,000 feet before sunrise in a G and G airspace ends at 1,200 feet. So is that legal or illegal by going up to 2,000 feet before sunrise? That's illegal it's illegal because you're flying in controlled airspace even though you got your strobes on nobody tells you out there about controlled airspace uncontrolled airspace they think oh i got strobes you know a little bicycle strobe that can be seen just from here to like five you know just right down the block they go up to you know four or five thousand feet and they're flying around a half an hour before sunrise and that is seriously illegal right and you'll get you know, the FAA called on you and then you'll have blue lights waiting when you come land. It's very possible. How about TFRs and NOTAMs? Do you check TFRs uh, and NOTAMs? Yes, I do now. <laughs> I would have never known about it and I didn't know about it until I came to class. Now, every day when I'm sitting out my wing, that's the first thing I do. Take TFRs, take a screenshot of it. Right. I'll put a link in Super Chat um for a good airspace video but i mean obviously listen to what sean tells you but that one may tell you some stuff you may not know so i would recommend watching that i bet you anything all of our students know everything that's in all the airspace videos and probably a lot more hey i'm not denying that either i'm just well maybe somebody else yeah definitely he makes you take a test test, and when you're riding on the road he constantly quizzes you (laughs) <laughs> there you go. Hey, I, I appreciate it. I, I know we're getting McDonald's, but you know, if you're flying in this, <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly, right. exactly. exactly. Right. Hey, what is it? What what airspace are we in right now? Oh, he there you go. Has. He That's does. Yeah. <laughs> what airspace are we in right now? Is it? Um, is there any um, east that goes down to surface? You know, check out the uh, 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 1-800-WX brief. Tell me what the wind is right now. What is the winds aloft at, at 3,000 feet? You know, I, every time that we're out in the field, it's nonstop. It's nonstop talking about it. You get to the point that you know this like the back of your mind. You don't even think about it. You already know. It's like, well, I already checked this morning. The winds aloft at this time is probably going to be, you know, eight miles an hour from the east. Right. We already That's know true. this. That's what I wanted to know. I wanted to be muscle memory where I didn't have to think. I just wanted to react. And that's why I came to it. You know, I didn't want to have to think about it. I wanted to, I wanted that part 
to be took out of it to where I could just react. And now I know all this stuff and I don't have to think about it. I know where to go. I know where to look. So do you You know one other? Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. You know, one other good thing that Sean has along with Butch, y'all are not flying in public places. So like where I went tonight was over by, um, it's close to the beach. So I didn't even get in the air, but do you know how many people stopped to ask me questions about the paramotor? Holy moly. And, and this is the bad part. They don't all come at the same time and I can explain it to everybody. So the story I just told the first person, now I got to tell to the next person all over again. How much does this cost? Is that a two cycle motor? How much is the wing? How much is training? Can you fly to DC? You're sitting on a gold mine. You could you could fly people to D.C. every day. And I'm like, you better not fly to D.C. If you, you'll fly oh. there once, but you ain't going nowhere. You ain't going anywhere after that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's crazy. I mean, I don't mind answering the questions at all. I mean, I love telling them about it. Maybe they'll get into the sport. But, yeah, when you're when you're on your own field out there, you don't have to deal with that unless they – just see you flying and then they drive up. Hey, what's going on over here? Which is great. Yeah. That happened. That happen. It does happen. Oh. Cool. Cool. That's it fine. Sure do does. they want to get a picture with you, Scuba? Oh, yeah. Can I, I get a, like your celebrity? Can I get a picture yep. with you? They never want to stop with on me. the side of the road and get out of their vehicles and start looking up their phones and taking pictures. I've had oh. one of the neighbors where Chris lives at, one of his neighbors was coming out and she was looking up at me at like 6.30 in the morning. <laughs> I was kicking over her dog and spilled her coffee everywhere and it was still waving up at me. <laughs> I worry about that. I try to stay <laughs> kind of away from traffic because you'll see people stop in the middle of the road to look up at you. They're, they can get in a bad car accident. So I don't want to cause too much attention to myself. If they want to see me, you know, pull off somewhere safe so that you can watch that's fine but don't stop in the middle of the freaking road yeah check that out that's not good <laughs> yeah that's another thing that we that we try to do too is as uh, long as we're over fields we can do whatever we want to right but if we start going over you know roads or someplace else that people could stop we always decide to go up to about a thousand feet that way we're way up there no people just go oh that's pretty neat and they won't stop you know obviously right. if you're going low and, and you're buzzing and stuff like that they're going to stop and that could cost them so that does that is one of the things that we are that we do talk about to make sure that you know not only are we safe up in the air but everybody else on the ground is safe too. Hey, Jim, how long did it take for you to ground handle, get everything ready? And how and how many hours of ground handling did you have before you took off? And how many flights have you had over the last, I don't know, how long have you been flying? I would say that it took, it was about 12 hours of kiting. And then I did another probably four hours of kiting with the motor on and then then I flew <laughs> then I flew <laughs> yeah, it was pretty awesome, pretty I, awesome. you know I, I never did kiting with the motor on my back which is interesting I know I know Sean does something like that he'll give you a frame with no motor and have you run around with that which is great um but yeah exactly. I did I didn't do that, but I mean, yeah. So we do a lot of put on the motor so we could feel, you know, what it would feel like the thrust and all that stuff, but yeah. we didn't kite with, I guess he didn't want us chopping up lines. 
Don't want to do that for sure. Yeah, so we do a lot of ground handling with uh, uh, kiting harnesses. Uh, mostly they are free flight harnesses. So they are, I mean, they are designed to fly, right? So they have more of a feel of, you know, buckling in with your leg, leg, chest, chest, chin type of thing, right? Because that's mostly what it feels like when we buckle in. And then we advance a little bit more to the frame, without a motor that way you can be out there and you can feel what it feels like because it's a big difference from going from a kiting harness to feeling a frame because now you got this 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 hoop that if you're walking you gotta be careful where this hoop is going you know it it pops people in the head it'll it'll hit something as you're walking you know it's like it's just awkward so if you don't have any training on that it's like you know, how are you gonna know what it feels like to have a frame on your back right then we do towing that way by that time, you should have enough kiting under your belt that you are really good at doing forward inflation, reverse inflation, being able to turn forward and, and reverse without any problems and setting the wing down. Then we do towing. That way you can feel what it feels like to go up in the air, you launch, you come down, you flare, and you land, right? Then we're doing kiting with a motor and frame on your back. That way you can feel how heavy it is. When you start going forward and the wing comes up, you can feel that all that weight is going off your back. Which or off your shoulders, which is really neat too. Then we do powered taxis. Now we do the same thing, but now the motor's running and we're going forward in the field with the motor on our back. If we don't do these steps in progression and you just go from kiting for a couple hours and then you put a motor in your back and try to fly, that's really not the, the step to go. That's kind of like a baby being born and say, go run a marathon with Bolt. It ain't gonna work. You know, you gotta take your baby steps bring yourself up to it, feel confident in yourself that you know how to handle this wing. So when you do fly and you come down, you have no problems because a, uh, a line or a wing in your prop or a wing on your, um, your, your muffler and you burn a hole is not for a good day. That's a very expensive. So Linda, what's your guess? I already put it in chat. So you probably got, you got to cheat. So what? what's what? your guess? How many pounds did I lose in one month? Oh, no. Oh, well, I think I said 25 pounds. You look no. like you lost I'm about, you look like you lost about 35 pounds from what I can see right here. Damn. That's 18. I'm going to say 12. Okay. 20, I'll say 20 pounds. I lost 16. 20. Oh. You lost 20 pounds? 20 pounds. Congratulations. Yeah, I was close. Cheers, man. That's awesome. I've starved myself, but, you know, it was worth it. I, you know, it's weird, though. I lost Don't a lot of weight, but I didn't yourself. get the exercise. I mean, that was just from doing keto. I need to get the exercise in, too, wow. obviously, because I can't even freaking pipe my wing up and no well, wind. Apparently. There you go. Stay on keto. Get out there and do uh, kiting. I'm going to start go kiting. To I'm going to just go out to this field when they're not doing football on it and just kite my butt off. Uh, that's yeah. See, but I don't like exercise. Keep your butt. Keep your butt. You don't I mean, want to cut your butt off. I mean, nobody likes to exercise, but when you do something like kiting. kiting I love exercise. Kiting is, see, okay, well, you, I don't love exercise, but. If it's fun, I don't mind doing it. Like kiting, I like kiting, so I don't mind doing it. It's still exercise, but you'll get a damn workout, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I agree. Butch kited, I kited. All the students go out there and kite. They're drenched. 
you know, yeah. and you know, they they're losing a lot of weight and they feel good about it. And you know, yeah, it, it's it's great it, therapy. It's, it's a therapy. it's great, exactly. I love it. It's absolutely amazing. So this has been a great podcast. We learned so much tonight. We learned that some people can take a couple of days to be able to fly. Some people like me took five months. Butch took 40 hours. You know, um, Scuba Steve, you know, over the course of a year after training is up to 10 flights. So it's not like you're going to get 10 flights in the first seven days of going to any class. You know, it, it, it's all different. It depends on you, the person the weather right and you know how determined are you do you have that determination of this is going to be it i'm going to do it no matter what or uh, i'm not feeling it right today it's, i'm going to quit i'm going to quit i'm going to quit got right? a lot so, to do with location too just lot, exactly 100 yeah. percent. i have no spot really that i can fly they keep taking away every spot but i think now we're okay to fly by fort monroe as long as we stay away from the historical thing which is right below it because if you go there and take off, they'll lock you up. But up above it is just class G up to 2,000 feet. Then it's class C. So I'll just class G it, man. I'm good. So, and that's another thing. That's a good thing right there. We are inland where we are in Arkansas, which means that we're going to get amazing days, horrible days, rainy days, uh, incredible windy days that are just not going to do it. You know, and uh, um, tell me something, Butch. When I was gone on vacation, did you not have like an entire week of butter? Oh, beautiful day and night. <laughs> in the mornings was butter and the evenings was butter. I was flying in the mornings and in the evenings while he was gone. But when he came back, it's been crappy wow. every morning, every evening, just about. Wow. Hey, so, do you guys get labor days in Arkansas? Labor days, yeah. Happy Labor Day, didn't tell you. <laughs> Labor Day or Memorial Day? I don't know. I get the two mixed up. I think it's yeah. Labor Day. <laughs> it's Labor Day. That's why happy. I was able to. I know the airport was closed today, uh, the Air Force Base. So I'm like, we can fly anywhere because it's closed. <laughs> so, yes, definitely happy holidays. And I noticed that um, one of our beautiful ladies doesn't have glasses on. I think that means something. What does no. that mean? Is that what that means? <laughs> I think that means thumbs up. Is that the code? Let me let me get set up here. You guys are putting the pressure on me, man. There's pressure on you, man. Out out in Cracker Barrel oh, Land or wherever you are. <laughs> okay, so one, two, three. Got it. Excellent. It's always good to have thumbnails. Yeah, that's why, I, that's why I put my thumb up for the thumbnail. <laughs> exactly. So, <laughs> let, so let me ask you this. If you are going to fly at the beach, you want to make sure that you get training at the beach. If you're going to fly inland, you probably want to uh, learn how to fly inland. Is am, am I correct? Is that what everybody thinks? Yeah. Because well, if you learn... Because if you learn to fly at the beach with laminar wind and you only do reverses and then you come inland and it's nil wind most of the time, you think you're going to be able to do forwards if you only did reverses your entire time? Yeah. If you fly, if you learn to fly at the beach and then you go like North Carolina, Arkansas, whatever, and you know, anything not the beach, um, it's going to be a whole other world. I think it's 
I think it works different on the opposite. If you train inland, you can pretty much fly the beach though. Cause I, I didn't have any training on the beach, but I, that was like the best freaking reverse launch I could ever do. Just boom, take off. I mean, that, that was awesome. I was like, man, I need to fly the beach all the time. <laughs> we, we have, we have a, a good friend and we're not going to name names or anything, but they learned on the beach and they come over here to, you know, to, to fly. But if it's not a laminar wing where they can do a reverse, they just can't do a forward inflation and they uh, just can't fly inland. Yeah. Oh, I never, this is interesting. I never thought of that. So I'm learning Thanks. something new tonight. Yeah. Thanks. Some, don't yeah. some trainers don't, don't even train forward launches. They only train reverse. That's what the problem was. Yeah. They don't even train the forward launch. They yeah. train you to do reverses and you're like, I didn't know you could go forward. Yeah, the yeah. Exactly. You that know, can be a no, problem. No names, no names or anything, but oh, we, we yeah. understand that. No names. No names. If, if there is um, and there's a lot of people that train on the on the beach. So I mean, you know, so it's just everywhere along the beach. I mean, it's great, it's laminar wind, you do reverses, you turn around, give it gas, and you basically go straight up with one step, maybe. Inland, how many times did you have to run across the 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 field butch when you first started doing it yeah several times that's why i quit smoking after 37 years <laughs> <laughs> that'll take it out of you quick definitely yes. congratulations on that but now i can run all the way across the field a couple times now right if i need to but i don't have to <laughs> all right and also too you like to um do uh uh, uh, uh trikes right oh, so if I you Right. So, you, so if you go to the beach where you had a bunch of wind, would you be able to fly? Hmm. Right. So I don't know why he's so saying. skinny. He's missing half his stomach, half his intestines. Hell, you can't yep. gain any damn weight. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly right. Plus, my metabolism's high. <laughs> we hey, hey, John, John Wayne says, no, learn inland. Even a paper sack can fly at the beach. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> it's almost Sorry. like cheating at the beach. It really it, is. It's for like, sure. That's for funny. Sure. You just barely touch the wing and it's up. And then you go, oh, I guess it's okay. And you just turn around and hit the gas. You don't even have to take a step and you're in the air. It's crazy at the beach. I love you don't have to try love, that love, love strong laminar winds because um, um I have no problem flying and taking off in winds that are over 10 miles an hour. Um, however, a trike, I like to have at nil wind or under two miles an hour, uh, going to the beach with, with heavier wind, um, or, or having a heavier wind inland, it'd have to be a light trike that I could reverse on and then stand up, turn the trike and then go. Right. So I've done that before too, but you can't do a forward inflation on a trike well you could probably but not for a new student or and i don't want to even try because i don't want to turtle my trike uh with with 10 mile an hour laminar winds oh it yeah just, that, that wing catches that air it will flip it backwards no question yeah, or yeah. pull you backwards across the field one of the two <laughs> exactly exactly so there's a lot of things that we have to to think about when we want to go fly right do uh, and and being able to foot launch and trike makes pretty much the entire United States, the entire world at your fingertips. You can fly paramotors pretty much anywhere, right? You can take off on nil wind with a trike. You can take on uh, heavy wind by doing a reverse on a foot launch. 
and everything else in between. So don't think of uh, trike as I have to be an old man with a bad back. There's so many awesome reasons to be able to learn how to trike. And if you get the chance to learn to trike, once you do it, like Butch, it seems to be one of the, the easiest and the most fun way of doing it. Because when you come in for a landing, guess what? You can land with the wind, crosswind, into the wind. It makes no difference whatsoever how you land. You, yeah. It makes a huge difference. I heard Butch is going to fly that basic trike you said. I want to see you do some videos with that, Butch, so I can, I mean, I need to get one of those. Like today would have been the perfect candidate for a basic trike. I wouldn't have to worry about the no wind. I could just round take off. Touch okay. So fun. Okay, Butch, so what we can do is I'll put my Adam 80 on the basic and get that set up, and then you can do a, a flight on my, my Adam 80 with the basic trike from K. <laughs> Cool. Okay. Yeah, I want to see it. And tell me how you like the trike, because I I know Sean's got them, and I'll be like, "Hey, Sean, I need a, I need a trike." <laughs> yeah. They're they're fun. I love trikes. We got numerous trikes over at the uh, at the school. It's pretty fun. I just want the option. I mean, I'm not saying I'm switching over to just trike. I just want. It's kind of like having four wheel drive. I want the option there. Don't don't use it all the time, but yeah. Speaking about four wheels, we actually got a student that got himself a quad, and it is dreamy. It is sweet looking, and we also got another student that um, bought a quad, donated to the nonprofit, and he's going to come over here. We're going to put it together, and he's going to fly that also. So we're getting a lot of equipment, and I really appreciate everyone out there has gone to runintothesky.org and has helped us out with so many things. Uh, a shout out to Brian and his wife for coming over uh, one day and dropping off a travel trailer so our newest disabled veteran has a place to stay. He came over here, dropped it off, said hello, and it was a four-hour or more round trip. I mean, it was a long, long trip. And that's all he did was drop it off. So thank you, Brian. Thank you, everybody that has helped us out. We've had people that gave us um, some amazing uh, donations to help us get our school up. You know, it cost us uh, $5,000 to run electricity from way out there, two poles and in. Oh, that's what it is. Okay. I knew, I was like, why does he need that much money? Because I got to run it all the way from the, I got you. We got to run electricity from from (laughs) way over there all the way to our field. You know, um, uh, Chris has been amazing as far as helping us out with building the school, running water, uh, putting uh, putting in the slab, helping us out. I mean, I we couldn't. I cannot do this by myself. You never know who may be watching or listening to the podcast. We were talking about the basic trike. Ken Gook America is in chat. Hey, what's up, Brian? I was like, whoa, we had no idea. We were just talking about it, and then boom, speak of the devil. There he is. So Bryant is absolutely an amazing guy. All right, so Bryant's amazing. Uh, go over to kangookamerica.com. Um, all of his Kangook America stuff is over there. He he he's been uh he's been so nice and has helped us become a dealer for Kangook America, all the all the stuff out there. So a shout out to you, Bryant. Thank you so much for everything Thank you do for Brian. us, for the sport, yes. for everybody that you've helped. Thank you so much. We so much appreciate you, buddy. Yes. Making dreams come true. Hey, um that's right, but that's right. I uh, can't remember who asked the question. Oh, Matt Sloper is asking, 
Can you do a Cobra launch on a trike? I know you can do a reverse launch on a trike because they were doing it at Purden's. Um, but that's a special technique. So I wouldn't see I can do a Cobra foot launching. I haven't tried to do a Cobra, I don't think, on the trike yet. You could so. probably do it on a trike. I mean, you just got to yeah. catch wind on the right wingtip and it'll it'll come right up. So it's still, it's similar to doing a reverse, but a little different. Right. John, John, oh, go ahead, Sean. Yeah, um, you, you think if you haven't done a, a Cobra in high winds, it's not as easy as it sounds. Pretty much like when you come to class the first time and you think, oh, I watched Tucker God and I watched PPG Grandpa take off and, and will fly. Oh, I can come out here and do this no problem. It's the same thing. It's baby steps. And Cobra is an advanced step to, to take. It takes a little bit to understand how to do it, which lines to pull, when to pull, and how to bring it up sideways and then bring it up from sideways to above your head. So it's, it takes some skill. It takes some time. It's advanced skill that, that you should learn for sure. Wow. Is that like a new, a new technique that just came like, no. or it's been around for, I, that's the first I heard of. Yeah. Jim, that picture by you were talking you, about a motor. It's like, are you out of your seat there landing or is that the way you sit in your seat? I'm just wondering. He starfish as it looks like. I'm out of my seat. I'm just landing. You're, okay. you're out of your seat. Okay. <laughs> you okay. Because I was worried that you starfish when you fly. So I'm <laughs> glad that you're coming in for a landing like that. <laughs> and also, too, if you guys have not gone over to careppg.com to watch Jim's shenanigans, not only does he fly a lot, but he teaches you but he teaches you how to not burn piston uh, or burn holes in your pistons a couple of times. So Ooh. No, don't want that. Got a great no. instructional video on how to fill your fuel tank. To the yeah, excellent. Hey, hey, Walter, and that's, and that's that tomorrow's coming. What's that? Walter is in the house, so we know tomorrow is coming. Walter, Walter good. Walter. Just glad you're here, buddy. It's been such a long time, man. You need to give me a holla and and uh, you know talk. Tell me what's going on down under. And Will teaches you how to take off with no gas. Yeah, that's the second down under because Craig also was, uh, he's from Australia. Excellent. Welcome, guys. That's that's awesome. Hey, I don't even, I haven't been able to look. So can, uh, um, uh, can you guys uh, do a shout out for everybody that's in the super chat? Just, just roll through. Linda, are you able to do that? Have you, have, can you do shout that? Out. Shout out there by in chat. There you go. Yeah, just... you show me the names. <laughs> Can you see everybody in the chat? Can you do that? Or? No, I can't see anybody in the chat. Um, Unless I open my phone. Okay. Oh, you're on your phone. Welcome, Will, Bonnie Franz, Flying Flamingo J, John Wayne, Kangoo, Kenneth Kidwell, Kent. Uh, go ahead. So keep going. Oh, you're doing good, Scuba. Go ahead. Uh, Kenneth Kidwell, <laughs> Kent. St well, I mean, yeah, when, you, when you're when you on YouTube, I'll show you in a minute. Kent Stamey, um, Kramer, Mad Sloper. Myself, Sean Simons, Walter Priori, and we'll fly. Excellent. Oh, there's more hello, hello, everybody. How about TAST, James Calhoun? Uh, if they haven't talked in a while, then it didn't change. Kevin Houston. Let's see. Hey, Kevin, miss ya. Yeah. Yeah. Matt the Sloper, you said Matt Sloper, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah, there's a couple. It only shows Dave me. Wolf, Dave Ruff. Oh, yeah. 555. 
two feet in a heartbeat. Dang, man, what are we paying you for, Steve? Hey, I only see the active participants. If you don't type, <laughs> it ain't gonna, if you ain't typed in the last 10 minutes, it don't show. The infamous John Wayne. I don't know if you said him or not. Cowboy. John Wayne. Cowboy in the house. So, yeah. so real quick, so we can shout yeah. you guys out, do, do us a favor and say hello. Just say hello, and that way we can see your name and we can go through <laughs> and shout you guys out before we say goodbye. Gary Simons? Yeah, I think we're getting everyone here. Yeah, I think we got it, because you already said Kevin oh. and James Calhoun. Effed Up World. What's up, Effed Up World? <laughs> Chris Lockley? I love it. Hey, man, Thank you, Shatters. Five fifty-five. Yeah. Um, I don't see anything else. I mean, yeah, James. As I guess that's James Belleville, and then David Ruff. Deweese was in here. Scuba. Yep. Didn't say scuba. Scuba. Oh, I said myself. Ah, uh, you didn't say yeah. scuba though. Scuba. He said the awesome is scuba. Not just <laughs> James, yeah, you said James, right? Yeah. You're see you, John. Be nice. safe out there, bud. Bye, John. Oh, you said see you, or you see him in the chat? No, no. Not like see ya, you're leaving me. <laughs> see ya. No, yeah. <laughs> that, that. Oh, I right. see ya. Did you oh, say okay. uh, you. hello to my buddy, Kent Stamey? Kent yes. Stamey, what's up, buddy? Boop, boop. I wonder if we still have kentstamey.com. Because we had that originally for Kent. Kent's Amy. Just has a, his name has like a ring to it. You know? And Kramer. Like, I, don't, I think I said Kramer though, but yeah. I think we got everyone, Sean. Excellent. Excellent. Kramer so. Kramer's in two weeks. Sorry. Go ahead. Oh, excellent. Good deal. That's it's awesome. The EFD. That'll excellent. Be we are unless we get sick with something again we're going to go to efd we were going to go to Purdens, but with this right here we got a new we had um a, a new um disabled vet come in travis angel um the last i talked with him he thinks that he needs to go back to his family go back to the coast and maybe train someplace else that has more laminar winds because our winds have been crap this last week so mm. we may be um losing our um our friend to go to a different place um, and train. So hmm. uh, I hate that I miss pardons. I know it was nice there. I really wish I, I know. I wish that we wouldn't put her to, but EFD for sure. Butch, you want to go with EFD? Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> that, that would be nice. So hey, 555 had uh, an airspace question. He's asking, where in the FARs does it say you can't fly VFR in controlled airspace before sunrise? And the answer to that is part 103. If you uh, read that, it basically is going to tell you you can only fly in class G and class E airspace. And uh, you are always under visual flight rules because we oh, can't. Fly so Kane Gook's going to be at EFD? Yeah, and they I'll said they'll bring the N80, Sean. Nice. Oh, he's going oh, to oh, bring, bring the N80? N80? Yes. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> what is that? Um, we're we're always looking to get more equipment in here, and we've got amazing people that has helped us out as far as getting wings and getting equipment and stuff like that. That's helped us get um, really good deals through running to the sky. And um, uh, uh, 
Kangoo has a, an 80. It's one of their uh, really good ones over at Kangook America. Make sure you go over to kangookamerica.com and check that out. And of course, obviously, look for us over at uh, EFD. We're going to be there and look for Kangook America. Look for all the wonderful people that you've watched online on YouTube and uh, say hi to everybody. As far as what Will was saying, um, we are allowed under FAR 103 that we can fly a half an hour before sunrise and a half an hour after sunset with strobes in uncontrolled airspace. What's considered uncontrolled airspace is G airspace only. E airspace is considered a control airspace, even though there may not be a tower that's still considered controlled airspace. So going back to that that uh, story that we said that we talked about, if you want to fly a half an hour before sunrise, you make sure that you have a stroll that can be seen at least three statute miles. Statute miles is the same miles that you use uh, in a car when you're driving. Nautical miles is what we use for boats and airplanes, but we're still talking about statute miles or regular miles. So as long as that stroll can be seen three miles away, you can fly in G airspace, which is uncontrolled airspace and half an hour before sunrise and a half an hour after sunset, which is butter. Nine times out of 10, you fly during that time, and it is the most butter, amazing air that you've ever flown. And if it's, and it's nine times out of 10, very nil wind. So having a trike is great, or knowing how to posture, pressure, and power on a nil wind inflation. 555, I think the way that part 103 says it on their site, now you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it says uncontrolled airspace. It doesn't say class G airspace. That's why. Uncontrolled airspace, which is G airspace. Right, it is. He is the uncontrolled airspace. He is controlled. G is uncontrolled. Right. So if you're going to fly under the rules of the strobe, make sure you fly in uh, uncontrolled airspace, which is G, which may only go up to 700 feet around airports. So you got to look on your sectional charts, go to um, what's that sectional chart place? Uh, Will skyvector.com. Skyvector.com. Yes, skyvector.com is a great one. Yeah. And uh, G airspace across the United States will go up to 1,200 feet on average. Check your airspace. And sometimes, in some places out west, G airspace will go up to 14,500. So it's very, very important that you understand your classes of airspace where you can fly legally, when you can fly, because there's MOAs out there, there's places that uh, that's restricted, you can't fly, you got to look for TFRs, check your NOTAMs, there's a lot of things that you need to do, make sure that you fly and you fly safely. All right, any questions from the Super Chat or... If y'all see Sean or Butch at EFD, you can almost guarantee they're going to be wearing those shirts. So it'll be a G-spot. <laughs> <Maybe. laughs> just Maybe. saying. I'm, I'm just guessing, but yeah, they'll be, they're going to be wearing those shirts. You'll be able to <laughs> tell. Arizona, Arkansas shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We got, a, we got a really good show next Monday, peeps. So uh, make sure you join in. We've got uh, Landon March and the gang from uh, Lone Star Paramotor will be joining us next Monday to talk about the fly-in, the EFD fly-in. So I'm pretty excited about that. I love our peeps over at Lone Star. They are so amazing people. They have helped us out also in the past. So shout out to everybody at Lone Star for helping us out. 
definitely appreciate y'all. Well, which part of Virginia yeah. did you go to? Uh, Wistville or Whitesville. I don't know how to pronounce that. Okay, I don't know where that is, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> Wistville? I have no idea. I'm not no, from Virginia, so when you tell me towns I've never heard of. Oh, well, I could have said anything then. Well, I know Hampton, blah, blah, blah. Richmond. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I was in blah blah blah. I bet you didn't know that was in blah blah blah. Tapa, <laughs> I went to Tappahannock a couple of weeks ago. I never heard of that. So interesting. If you guys are paramotor pilots and you have any questions about airspace or you want to talk with somebody and you're not able to talk with anybody else because your instructor's busy or you just need to talk to somebody, give me a call, right? 501-747-3558. I love to talk about paramotors. If you have questions about anything, paramotors, uh, our rules and regulations under FAR 103, anything about Run to the Sky or Paramotor Arkansas, please feel free to text me 501-747-3558. That is 501-747-3558. And I will be there. I will help you out. Also, we got a phone number for Run to the Sky, and that's what Butch Fly answers. Butch, what is the Run to the Sky phone number? 501-548-9676. One more time, because some people are like, wait a minute, I'm trying to write it down. Go ahead and say it again. 501-548-9676. Now you have our phone numbers. There's no reason why you can't put that into your phone. Text us. Let us know what your name is. We'll put it in there and keep up to date with us. Chris, it's somewhere in Kansas. I, I'm not sure okay. EFD. Where's that? Fedonia, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it starts with an F, Fedonia or? Fedonia, Kansas. Okay. Well, there you go. I'll, I'll yeah. just narrow it down to the state and there's the city. There you go. Yeah, you can actually uh, just do a Google search for um, Endless Foot Drag and the Facebook will pop up. The website will pop up. Um, it's also on the USPPA.org. Uh, it's all over the place. You'll be able to see where it is and uh, how to get that, where, when, and why. What and who? Donia. There you go. Thank you, Kangoo. Or, um, you said excellent. Any other questions that were out there? I'm glad that we only did an hour and we're going to cut this off at eight o'clock. Here it is. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> I, knew, I knew we weren't going to do that. I cannot get uh, this podcast under an hour for the life of me. I don't think I've ever done anything under an hour. This is crazy. And, and that's true. Never anything under an hour. Yes. <laughs> Yep, all the, podcasts, all the podcasts are definitely way over an hour. I don't know what you guys were thinking, but that's what I'm talking about. This was okay, like, any other questions really in the super fun. chat? This was really fun. Absolutely. Any questions in the super chat that we missed? Um, I don't think Sean, so. Sean, what was that navigation app you were saying? Gaggle? Gaggle. gaggle. Is yeah, that what I you're love about? me my gaggle. I'm telling you, gaggle is, it went from, I'm telling you, I, I hate to say this, went from a crap app to the number one, everybody should have it, the yeah. best app I've ever had, better than anything else I've ever used, and I've tried them all. Gaggle is my number one favorite. Shout out to you guys at Gaggle. Yes, Gaggle is awesome. Kenny and the guys, awesome. Totally. I want to get them on the show too, but you know, it's kind of a a difference in time zones, uh, drastic time zones. I've chat with them, but it, you know, we'll get, we'll get it eventually. So real quick, um, any other question in the panel on the panel before we head on out? Nope. I don't think that's it. 
Butch Fly, my friend, it has been so amazing uh, hanging out with you, flying with you, chatting with you, talking about paramotors nonstop. This is the only other guy I know that can talk about as much paramotor stuff as I do, and that is scary as hell. But that's yeah. probably why we're such good friends, too. We just... Nah, 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 paramotor, paramotor. Yeah, my, um, my woman is so mad because everything I talk about goes right back to paramotors. And I'm like, <laughs> I, I can't help it. I can't. Yeah, yeah, I want to Oh, look at that plane! It's probably about eight hundred feet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, man, I want a peanut butter and jelly sandwich that I could probably eat while I'm flying a paramotor. Yeah. <laughs> Just man, I need to go to the bathroom, but I tell you what, I tell you what, I wish I had a catheter so when I'm flying, I don't have to worry about that. I know it always goes back to flying, always, always, always. So you guys are amazing. I really love Mondays. I love talking. I know that this is a holiday. So anybody that's watching, guys, thank you so much for hanging out with us live, obviously. If you're watching us on Memorex, on paratalk.org, or your favorite podcasting app, or even Amazon, Amazon Music, we are out there everywhere. Just search for PPG Grandpa's Paramotor Podcast. We're on our fourth season. Man, in a couple months, we're going to be on our fifth season come January. So we are rolling. If you want to be on the show, get up with Linda Anderson, go to paramomusa.com. That forwards over to her Facebook page. Tell her, hey, I want to be on your show. I don't know who this PPG grandpa guy is, but I want to be on Linda's show. And she'll <laughs> hook right. you up. And she'll hook you up for sure. Um, if you want any printing stuff done, get up with Jim. Uh, his his uh, his money smells like maple syrup. I wish ours did, but it doesn't. Go check out carepp.com. You want to watch his crazy shenanigans, which he does have, check out careppg.com. Scuba Steve actually does an amazing, not only a podcast for vaping, but also throws in a little paramotors, you know, every Friday. You can go to paramotordude.com and check that out. And he will talk about paramotors and vaping. It's really awesome. You want to see Will Fly, you can check out Will Fly PPG. He does amazing videos. If you haven't gone over there, dude, check it out. Willflyppg.com. Subscribe, hit that bell notification. And maybe this this new guy, this new guy, uh, Butch Fly, you can go to ppgbutch.com. It forwards over to his YouTube channel, and you can watch amazing footage about him learning how to fly, coming over here, knowing nothing, and now he is an amazing pilot. It's just absolutely incredible. It so, is incredible. So, Don't Jim, forget anything else, Jim? Subscribe to my channel and get it. There you go. Subscribe to your channel. Subscribe to your channel. Go to careppg.com. Uh, he gets 1,500 subscribers. He's going to give away one of these T-shirts to the lucky winner. So subscribe. I'm going to go there, unsubscribe, and subscribe. Maybe maybe I can win this. I don't know. But thank you, Jim, for everything you do for us, for this show, for the paramotor community. We definitely appreciate you. Scuba, anything else, buddy? No, I think that's it. Walter was asking questions what I did wrong on my takeoffs today, but I, it's just, it's it mainly boils down to me just being out of shape, I think. I mean, the when you, I got the principles down, I can get the wing up, no problem, but just trying to run that little bit, and I'm using the motor to push me, I'm trusting the thrust, but I'm having a hard time looking up at my wingtips and slowing down, even though I'm not looking straight up, I'm looking over and I'm still slowing down a little bit and I'm letting the wing fall behind me with zero wind because I'm not used to zero wind on that heavy of a motor. So 
I'm going to have to exercise a little more so I can run faster with that thing. So are you not, I mean, how much throttle are you giving it to where it's hanging down behind you? I don't understand. No, I mean, I'm giving it, I'm giving it a good quarter throttle at least. I mean, I'd say 25%. Um, I don't want to get all the way into the throttle because the wing wasn't all the way. It was close to all the way up. It just got to the point where I need to come on the brakes a little bit to stop it. But then, then the rotor coming off the tree just pushed the whole wing. You could tell the wing was perfect, and then it went. It just skewed over, and I tried to adjust. I went over and I pulled it back. Then it skewed back over this way. I'm like, really? Yeah, I just, I it wore me out. Send footage next time. Do footage. Have somebody video you. Send it to me, and let's go over it some sometime during the week. All right. Excellent. Well, next time Anything I'll fly perfect. I hope. So that's what it's all about. Fly perfect. Miss Linda, anything else? Uh, yes, yes. Um, don't forget Wednesday nights. Just want to fly with Jade and her crew, Deweese and Hot Butter Steve. We always have a good time. And Thursday night is paraglidingtalk.com with my son, Robert Michaels, who's an awesome host. And uh, yeah, make sure you jump on. We we always have fun on Thursday nights. Hi, Will. You're oh, yeah. always hanging with us. Yes. And you can contribute to the show every week. And I so appreciate it. Robert appreciates it. And like I said, I'm I'm still I'm still waiting for my raise from Robert, you know, <laughs> being the paramount that I am. <laughs> He's just like, yeah, you'll be waiting for a while. It's okay. But yeah, so follow follow it on um Thursday nights. Wednesday nights are fun. Thursday nights, yeah. So right. if anybody and wants when... to do a show on Tuesday nights, I guess Tuesday's open. There you go, Butch. You want a show? Keep waiting. Uh, I think I'm good with the Mondays and Tuesdays. <laughs> <laughs> Mondays right. And also, too, don't forget on Wednesdays you can go to para, uh, paramotorgirl.com and that forwards over to uh, yes, Jade's Jade channel. Yes, yes. I forget okay. that part. I'll get it down. It's all right. I kind of remember the doctor. I can hardly remember to say what I was supposed to say. <laughs> How did you get up with me again? Oh yeah, you go again. Yes. Right. So this was really great. Butch, um, I just want to say real quick, thank you, Butch Fly, for sharing um your story with us. It you are such an inspiration. You really are. And it it just it just you know teaches me to just no matter how bad it gets, just never give up. Push forward. Never give up. You know, just keep whatever you you got that dream. Keep striving it. You know, keep pushing for it. That's oh yeah, you got it done. Yep. You're yeah, done. Just do it. That's what I said when I took my two tandems. I was like, I'm just gonna do it. That's right. it. Been talking about it for a year and a half. I'm just gonna do it, and I did. So I like that. Get her done and just do it. Sounds like you know tags of some plot you know somebody you know <laughs> yeah, you're never too old you right. know just to go out oh. and have fun so exactly. thank you chatters well, much we'll love fly you. anything uh before we go buddy no man just uh fly safe out there and uh remember it's the journey that is the important thing not the destination journey i really like that it's the journey and never give up on your journey yeah wow. exactly Anything, buddy, before we go? No, sir. Thank you to all who gave to 
run into the sky. Thank you to everyone for making dreams come true. Keep it up. You're doing amazing jobs and you will be rewarded. Yep. Man, I tell you, you have been incredible. Uh, I can't, uh, it's, it's amazing how we became such a really good friends. Um, he's also helping out over at Run to the Sky. So um, he answers the phone. Uh, if you call up the phone number, what was it over at, at uh, Run to the Sky, Butch? 501-548-9676. Man, he got that memorized. I remember when he had to look on his phone. What is my phone number? What is it? <laughs> I don't know what it is. <laughs> Yep. Oh, yeah. So he takes care of all that stuff. He also helps too with the disability assessments and he helps get people in here and run through all of our, you know, run through the system and get them uh, ready to go fly. So thank you, Butch Fly. Thank you, Will Fly. Thank you, Linda Anderson, Scuba Steve, Jim from Canada with his maple syrup smelling money. Yes. If you see him anywhere, ask him to smell his money. It smells like maple syrup. I went to Canada just to check it out and it does. Yes. Look Jim, at my look at my look at my video. I actually smell it. They smell it. Everybody smells it. It's like maple syrup. Are you going to do the calendars again next year? Are you okay? All right. Oh, now you got to start working on that for both that. Get people to get their pictures to you. Ten yeah, days. Got a bunch of pictures in there. So if you want to get your picture in for, for oh, so I could potential, I, then do it. Oh. Yeah, so how do we go and uh, upload our pictures that we have to possibly be inserted into these amazing calendars of yours? Go to ppgcalendar.com and submit your pictures. That's it? Oh, cool. Now, wait a minute. Do I have to pay anything to do this? No, you don't. Man, that's awesome. Now, if I see these calendars with all these uh, submissions, can I, can I like, so, oh, I like this one the best. I don't like this one. Can I judge? Yes, that will be happening soon. Okay, so we can judge. And let's say that I like all these pictures and I want to have a calendar like this. Can I buy this or am I just going to, you know, wish I could? <laughs> yes, you can <laughs> buy it. Great question. Excellent. And and also to you guys, if, obviously you guys know, Jim has been giving away calendars all year long, um, helping us out as far as giving stuff away on the show. So, you know, shout out to you, Jim, for everything you do. Will, you got some amazing stickers that you sent me. I've been so busy. I moved everything all over the place. They're around here somewhere. And once I find them, I'll start giving away too. So Will's been sending us stickers. Thank you for that. Yeah, man. Yeah, really, Jim. Thank you for the calendars. I mean, that, that's oh, wow. awesome. It's a lot of work to put that together. I know it is. And we appreciate you, buddy. So carepp.com. That's where you can go for all the care printing and publishing and watch his shenanigans at careppg.com or just use the QR code. All right, guys, anything else before we head on out? Yeah, I got when you go to do your next tandem, Linda, I got. Yes. You need to give your pilot this just so you know, I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> Don't give Eric any ideas. <laughs> so Don't accidentally push this button, guys. That's the eject seat. You can't Eric, resist that big red oh, button, man. Oh my God. Eric, if you're listening, don't pay attention to this. <laughs> that would be hilarious. Hey, guys, I'm going to strap you in. See this button here that you could accidentally push? That's the eject button. 
Don't push it. <laughs> I get too loud up there because I'm yelling like I do every time. Yeah. It'll be like I have to hook this up some kind of way when you push it, it vibrates your chair. Yeah. That would scare <laughs> Jesus out of oh, Yeah. <laughs> and then and in your in your earbuds it goes, ejection in three. Oh <laughs> man. Oh, oh man. my goodness. I'd be on oh, the news and never well, if he's gonna do that, at least give me, you know. Give me a reserve or something. You know, <laughs> fly out. I can, you know, I can land safely anywhere. Or parachute or something. <laughs> That's absolutely hilarious. If you guys are still out there, hit that thumbs up. We definitely need that. It definitely helps our uh, our metrics. So thank you so much for watching. Subscribe to the yeah. channel if you haven't. Make sure you subscribe to everybody on the panel. And we'll see you next week on PPG Grandpa's Paramotor Podcast, Not part yet. of Run Into the Sky nonprofit organization at runtothesky.org. Y'all have a great week. And we'll see you tomorrow. No, we're not seeing you tomorrow. Wednesday at paramotorgirl.com. Thursday at paraglidingtalk.com. Friday at paramotordude.com. Boy, there's a lot of paramotordude.coms and paramotor.coms, aren't there? And there's then, a lot. And then on Friday, Saturday, is there's a Saturday one now? What, what's uh, what's Wolf's? When is Wolf's? Oh, no. So yep. uh, check out his, uh, he's got a new podcast. It's called, Jeez, uh, uh, man. Beyond the Summit? It's called Jeez, man. All right, yeah. find, find Jeez, man out there. Oh, so it comes out, new episode comes out, I think it's uh, every Monday, 7 a.m., but it's an awesome podcast. I guarantee you're going to like it. So check it out. New yeah, episode. I can't even think the name either because he changed it. So that, no, I know. I'm thinking, too, like, I always think of Paramotor Nation, and he's changed yeah. it to something else. I'm like, oh, what was it? I think, uh, I think uh, the name and everything. I don't know if I put the link, but the name is also in the chat. And text it to me too. What I'll do is I'll put it in the description here, so we always have it in the description here too. Cool. All right, guys, have an amazing That's week. It. Happy holidays. Um, it's going to start getting cold again. Oh. So yeah. just a little cooler. I, I just want a little bit. Before it gets really cold, I need that Me break. Too. <laughs> Me too. All right. Peace out, y'all. Have a good Bye. one. See Bye, you next everybody. Week.